Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in episode 177 of What's Right with Nick Wright and this episode of What's Right with Nick Wright is brought to you by the McDonald's app. I love the McDonald's app. I can order my favorites anytime I want and have them delivered to me whenever and wherever. In fact, ordering on the app is so easy. I'm going to place an order right now. Got the app open right there. And if I know this, the Local delivery in the McDonald's app as well as I think I do. I think I'll have this to me before the end of the show. So hold on. Two breakfast burritos, hash browns, orange juice, and done. Apple Pay, done. See it? It's that literally that easy. Now I'm focused on the show. McDonald's brings me the food right to my door, which again, we're gonna be a little tr- we're gonna we're taking a bit of a risk here. We've got uh, let's let's make let's see. When this gets delivered, if we have to extend the show, I don't think we will. I, my guess is somewhat so, at some point during our gambling segment, my breakfast burritos come in and Demonze, who I'm going to introduce right now, I hope you're ready with some good gambling takes because when the food comes, I'm taking a break and I'm eating. Demonze is smiling because we have not yet discussed last week's gambling show. Yikes for both of us, buddy. Not great. We will get to our gambling picks in a moment. Uh, how are you doing this morning, son? Pretty good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, today is an emotional day for the family. Big day. As Big we day. we take Diora to college, get on a plane, as we will now have two of our three children living in California while we live in New York City. Diora and I had a heart-to-heart last night. About not about how she's going to do in school, not about decision-making, not about grades, about the fact that you and her have now left me with, objectively speaking, <laughs> two of the craziest people who have ever lived in your baby sister and your mother, and I am all alone, and that I am going to need regular <laughs> chats with each of you. We will discuss that potentially later in the show, but we must get to the news of the day. Here's what missed the cut. Uh, the NFL Player Association calls for grass fields. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift quietly hanging out right after I declare myself on team uh, 
Oh, my, uh, what's what's my girl's name? The Swifty? one who's in the beef with Taylor oh, Olivia Swift. Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, Olivia Rodrigo. I said I was team Olivia Rodrigo, and now it looks like Kelsey and Taylor Swift might be dating an aliens found in Mexico. This is what Folks. Matt Ford wanted us to talk about the entire show. Unfortunately, <laughs> it missed the cut. Demonze, let's get into Thursday night football. Tonight's game, what are we talking about? All right, so the Vikings travel to Philly tonight to play the Eagles. Both teams struggled last week, but Philly managed to pull out the dub. Was this just week one rust, or do you expect these teams' issues to continue? Okay, so for the Vikings, I think their offense will look better than it looked against Tampa, but I... I picked this team to miss the playoffs. I don't think it's a great team. Last year, I tried to tell it. I, listen, to be fair, I was far from the only person saying they are winning all of these one-score games. It is not sustainable. And then riddle me that out of no, you know, for week one of this year, they lose a one-score game. With that said, I think they have a very interesting opportunity tonight. That Philly secondary last year, Played five good to very good quarterbacks all year, just five. They scored an average of 33 points on that Philly defense. It was Goff, Trevor, Rodgers, Dak, Mahomes. This year, Philly, now they only allowed 20 points, but Mac Jones, Mac Jones threw for 300 plus and three scores. What is it going to look like, Demonze, when it's Jordan Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, pardon me, and rookie Jordan Addison running back there? I think the Vikings are going to be able to score some points tonight. And so I, it, it, it's not me saying that I think the Vikings are going to win necessarily, but I'll tell you this much, and we'll talk about survivor pools later. I stayed away from Philly and survivor pools this week because I think that Philly secondary can get got and I thought Jalen looked a little shaky in week one. Demonte, go ahead. Look, you looked like you were going to say something. Uh, well, yeah, I, I honestly just think that it's going to be a good game. I think that given the circumstances, it's pretty uh, pretty evenly matched. Uh, but that's if it's evenly matched, that's a bit of an indictment, if you will, on where Philly is right now. And that, now yeah. the person to watch on Philly is Jalen Carter. Their rookie D-tackle, who a lot of people thought was the single best player in last year's draft, he fell almost all the way out of the top 10 because of some really tough off-the-field stuff when he was at Georgia, uh, and people were concerned about him. He was dominant, absolutely dominant in week one, but they lost N'Kobe Dean with an injury, they lost a corner, the secondary was already shaky, so I, I think that Cousins, if Cousins has time tonight, I think the Vikings can score a lot of points. And I think that there's a long article on ESPN right now about the number of hits Jalen Hurts has been taking and how often he's running. Remember, at the end of the Patriots game, he fumbled, which kind of opened the door for the Patriots to potentially win. They just couldn't close the deal. Philly is an interesting one to watch. The Super Bowl hangover can be real. They got they escaped with an important win in you know a tough environment on on Sunday. But I'm very interested in watching them tonight. Go ahead. So I mean I think you've kind of already answered the question. So who do you think? Yeah. Who do you see turning it around? Uh, well, and, and also yeah. actually go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll just ask you this Andrew Ortiz question. Uh, he yeah. says Kirk Cousins in prime time will do more damage than the Eagles secondary. 
Yes. Well, that's in play. Listen, that that's in play, but I do think the Vikings are semi desperate in week two. You, if you think about the Vikings, their playoff game ended tragically in a one possession loss. They blow a game to Baker Mayfield and the Bucks, and now last year wasn't Vikings Eagles. I don't know if it was a Thursday night or a Monday night game last year. And that Kirk was the only, I guess you could say, above average quarterback the Eagles played last year and totally shut him down. I remember that game was like 23 to 7. So the Vikings just have a lot on the line here. And I, I, I think the Eagles will win. I would not lay the six. And now that Eagles offense against a very suspect Vikings defense should be able to do some damage with the Vikings brought in Brian Flores this offseason. The defense was okay in week one. Baker evidently figured out their uh, the signals in that game in the second half, which is one of the reasons they had so much success. I'm excited for tonight's game, and I think it's a high-scoring one. All right, next. Let's go Chiefs-Jags. All right, so there's no doubt that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. There's a little bit of a doubt right now if you ask me, though. But after a rocky week one... He plays the second best quarterback in football, the prince that yeah. was promised. Uh, Jacksonville only lost yep. by a touchdown in the playoffs, but that was on the road without Ridley. Uh, is the yeah. prince's first step? Is this the prince's first step to becoming king? Hey, dude, okay, I tell I you much. I tell you something. He's way better than Jared Goff. But go ahead. Okay, that's true. Before I even answer that, you said something interesting there. You were like, you seem to question Patrick Mahomes' place atop the quarterback hierarchy. Who do you think belongs there? And if you say Tua, I'm coming through the screen. Who, Tua, who do you think maybe the guy that there? beat him last Sunday. Uh, Ger- or oh, Thursday, your guy Jared Goff. Uh, okay. Yeah, man. Those guys were uh, better in Week One. It does not make them better quarterbacks. You know, I'm giving I'm I'm giving them giving them a lot of. Sh- uh, Bad word, but uh, but yeah, he obviously didn't have his receivers. Uh, but, but we'll see. He, well, I mean, we will listen. So I think that Jags playoff game was not going to be close at all. If you remember, the Chiefs were moving up and down the field at will. Mahomes got his ankle maimed, and that mm-hmm. obviously changed the complexion of the game. The Chiefs were still in firm control throughout. I do think. The take that everyone thought was such a hot take that Trevor is an unquestioned top five quarterback in football is now conventional wisdom. I believe the Chiefs, with Chris Jones back, I think they're going to have Kelsey back, are going to win this football game. I, I won't panic if they don't, but I would be very surprised given that they lost week one. I mean, Mahomes has never been two games below 500 in his career. He's only lost back-to-back games, I believe, three times in his career. And I think the Chiefs, with the extra rest, with the mini-buy, are going to be sharp. With that said, you mentioned Ridley. Ridley looked awesome. Absolutely right. awesome. Travis Etienne looked good. The rookie Tank Bigsby, despite I think he was the one that had a fumble, he looked good as well. The Jags are legit. This is my projected AFC championship game, but I don't think the Jags defense is going to slow down the Chiefs offense the way and the the Lions defense, in my opinion, 
didn't really slow down the Chiefs' offense. The Chiefs' offense slowed down the Chiefs' offense. They, they had guys running open. They just kept dropping passes. On that last drive, even the 4th and 25, they, they Sky Moore the Sky hits him Moore, in the right, hands. Right through the hands. Yeah, yeah, and obviously Kadarius Tony the first play of the drive, and the Lions are. I don't think they're a great team; they're a good team, and so I, I, I think Trevor is awesome, absolutely awesome. You guys know that. I like the Chiefs this week. Um, go ahead. What but, are your follow-ups so, here? Uh, you like Trevor and all that, but if the Chiefs end up losing this game, is it time to break yep. the glass and hit that red panic button? No, because they would have lost to two good teams. And because here are their next half dozen games. Chicago, the Jets, the Vikings, Denver, the Chargers, Denver. Before they play Miami. By the way, Chiefs-Dolphins is about to be the greatest international game, Europe game ever. Chiefs-Dolphins is going to be at 9.30 in the morning Eastern in Germany in the first week of November, also known as something Demonze has a 0% chance of watching because that will be on at 6.30 in the morning on the West Coast. Um, so even if the Chiefs were to lose, they're not even playing a losable game until week nine. Wait, hold on, but I don't hold think- on, hold on. Yeah. It's not like they exactly go out there and destroy the Broncos every time they see them. I think, that, and they play them twice. And you said you mentioned the Jets. Hey, dude. Yeah, it's not. It's okay. it's honestly not looking is... kosher right now. <laughs> but okay. Hey. All right. Well, I'm not worried about the Jets at all. And while you can mention the fact that the Chiefs don't blow out the Broncos, the last time Demonze, the Broncos beat the Chiefs. You were a junior in high school. I'm going to say that again. The last time. The Broncos beat the Chiefs. The Broncos have won a Super Bowl more recently <laughs> than they have beaten the Chiefs. The, Bron- the the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs, Barack Obama was president. So when the, was the last the, time the Broncos had Sean Payton and Russell Wilson as their front runners? Well, last year they had Russell Wilson and they they were down twenty seven nothing in the first game against the Chiefs. Uh, and second of all, Sean Payton, I, that, that looked a whole hell of a lot like the Nat Hackett Broncos. Bad fourth down calls, <laughs> 10 penalties, scored 16 points and lose. I mean, I don't see a big distinction one, there. One more, one last question. Last, yeah. last year, last year you made a lot of money on the same game parlay in the Chiefs-Jags games. Are you going to do mm-hmm. it again this year? Oh, I don't know. You know, I, the, the, those are the, the same game parlay stuff. It's kind of like if the mood strikes me. I don't know if I'll do that this year. If I do, I'll tweet it out. But I'm not. I'm not certain. I, I haven't really dove into the same game parlay waters this year just yet. All right, next. All right. So Robert Sala apparently has made it clear that Zach Wilson is the Jets' QB one. But you think mm-hmm. that they're going to move on after Wilson gets embarrassed by this Cowboys defense? You said on uh-huh. TV they should trade for Cooper Rush or Jacoby Brissett. Uh, what's the yeah. point in trading for m- more assets for a mid-quarterback if they can't win a Super Bowl? Okay, so the point is your season won't be dead on arrival. The point is you have a young team that has never experienced any type of 
postseason, well, any postseason whatsoever, hasn't played any super high leverage games, and trying to keep your team involved or keep your team into it late in the year because the defense does look great, because the running game does look excellent, because Garrett Wilson was phenomenal. And the fact of the matter is, it's not that they have a bad quarterback, DeMonte, because anyone available right now is not going to be great. I the, uh, the name you didn't mention that I had said was the number one call I'd make is Jameis Winston. But it's not that they have a bad quarterback. DeMonte, they have the worst quarterback in the league. The worst. Zach Wilson's first year in the league. He fin- Where do you think amongst all quarterbacks he finished in passer rating? I'll tell you. Dead Sounds last. Sounds like he finished Where do you think? Yeah. Well, well, no, worse than 32nd because like 40 guys qualified. As, you know what I mean? Because backups play or whatever. Right. He finished amongst all qualifying quarterbacks his rookie year in passer rating last. Amongst all qualifying quarterbacks his rookie year in completion percentage last. All right, what about his second year? His second year, he finished last in both those categories. He's been he's had the double-double last place finishes in both his years starter. Go ahead. He spent a summer with Aaron Rodgers, though. I think that's of note. <clears throat> yeah, I, I keep hearing people say this. You're not the only one. Like, oh, he's going to be better via osmosis, via just being around Aaron. And it's not as if Aaron was brought in to make Zach better. Aaron Aaron was brought in to play quarterback. So the here's the thing. Everyone knows Zach Wilson at some point is getting benched. Everyone knows it. The sooner the Cowboys admit it, I'm sorry, the Jets admit it, the better, which is why I don't think it's terrible they're playing the Cowboys in week one or week two, but week one with Zach, because he'll light them, they'll light Zach up and the Jets will turn the page. It's what they got to do. Right. And if they don't, go ahead. Sorry? No, no I, just, I was just saying, all right. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> if they don't, then week three, they have the Patriots, who Zach Wilson, just to be clear, has played four games against the Patriots. Of course he's 0-4. He completes 50% of his passes, has two touchdowns, seven picks, and where's his rating? It's got to be just her. Oh, you know what? That's unbelievable. I I thought I was looking at his completion percentage when I said 50. (laughs) Now, his completion percentage is 51. His passer rating against the Patriots... Is fifty. Fifty. Five zero. So if the if the Cowboys don't get him on the bench, the Patriots will, and then the next week they'll have a new quarterback. The sooner the Jets admit that, the better, because the rest of the team's good. But we're not gonna pretend the Jets last year turned to Flacco, Mike White, Chris Strebler. They were so out on Zach Wilson. Demonze, his own teammates were wearing Mike White shirts. When Zach Wilson was still on the team, they threw a, a, a half a parade for replacing him with Rodgers. Now they're pretending, oh, okay, yeah, you know what? We believe His teammates in are no, also putting out tweets saying that he's our guy, by the way. They got no choice. Yeah. They got, Very they, nice they, of they them. Got, they got no choice. All right, next. All right, uh, the Dolphins' electric offense is facing the Patriots' stout defense this weekend. Yep, if there's anybody yep. who can slow down Mike McDaniel's offense, it's got to be Belichick. If the, if the Patriots can slow down the Dolphins, is there any hope for the rest of the league? 
Well, here's the thing. It, oddly, even before Tua appeared to be good, the one team he always played well against was New England. Tua, it's the opposite of the Zach Wilson thing. Tua, four games against the Patriots, 4-0, and uh, completes 69% of his passes. Now, his numbers aren't amazing. His passer rating in those games is only 89, but he's never lost to the Patriots. I I am interested in this game, but the fact of the matter is I Mike McDaniel is a brilliant play designer. Tyreek is the most dangerous player in the league. And Tua's when he's been healthy under McDaniel, he's been great. Like I he, I just have to give him credit. I've got to give him credit. And the defense, while the defense didn't look good against the Chargers, it did on that final drive. There's a lot of reasons to take the Dolphins very seriously. I picked them before the year, if you remember, to win the division when everyone was all in on the Jets and people still love the Bills. I And so, I, for, for my purposes, I like the Dolphins this weekend. I'm curious to see what Belichick, what wrinkles he has in play. But that Dolphins offense with everyone healthy looks really, really good. Go ahead. Is there something you want to say about it? Um, no, I mean, Tua being Belichick's kryptonite is pretty crazy. I feel like if a quarterback is going in there and, and having Belichick and the Patriots number, that's that's pretty big. I don't I don't think that's it's like crazy. a simple team. But it, it I totally agree. And it also was true even when people didn't believe in Tua. Tua's rookie year when he was not good. Played the Patriots. They won 22-12, to even though Tua didn't play very well. His second year, first game of the year, they won 17-16 against the Patriots. And in the final week of the season, uh, they won 33-24. to And then last year, week one of the season, they beat the Patriots 20-7. to And then he was injured for their final matchup against them. So, for some reason, Tua plays really, really well against, or the Dolphins, I should say, when Tua plays, plays really, really well against New England. All right, last one. All right, so week one, we saw Burrow and the Bengals get embarrassed. Uh, the Ravens got a win, but suffered injuries, unfortunately, and didn't look much better on offense. Now they're both mm-hmm. facing off on Sunday. Which team are you more concerned about? I'll tell you what team I'm not concerned about. It's it's the Ravens, but go ahead. Why are you not concerned about the Ravens? Tell me. You not go. Concerned. I think that the Bengals get off to – it's obvious that they get off to bad starts. Joe Burrow threw for yep. 89 yards last week. Uh, it's yep. – I've got much more faith in the Ravens coming out with this game than I do – than the Bengals turning it around and not staying on a cold start. Uh, that's okay, that's a few to things. I'm not certain, but that sounds like the Ravens are going to be in DeMonte's tees. I don't know that that to be true, but it sure sounds like they're going to be one of DeMonze's teaser teams. As bad as Joe Burrow was in week one, Lamar wasn't way better. Lamar threw for 169, zero touchdowns, a pick. Zay Flowers, by the way, was awesome. Now that is the silver lining for the Ravens. Odell was non-existent. And the Ravens' injuries, Mark Andrews didn't play week one. Their left tackle, Ronnie Stanley, got dinged again. Their center got dinged. The Dobbins done for the year. They were missing someone in the secondary. They had another player in the secondary get hurt. They're worried. I think it's a torn pec or bicep or something similar. So the Ravens injuries piled up. 
They, to me, didn't look that sharp, and the Bengals are desperate. I, we're, I think we're opposed on this one, DeMonze. I like Cincinnati in this spot. Cincinnati did look terrible. There's no doubt about it. But Cincinnati, you're right. They're used to slow starts and digging themselves out of that hole to a degree. I think they'll be better. I also think the Ravens' injuries, maybe they're, aside from Dobbins, you don't expect them to be season-long issues. But for this week, I think it's a tough spot. If This is what I'll tell you. I think that Cincinnati's going to win. If Cincinnati loses, they could be in real trouble. They, they If Cincinnati loses, I, I understand everyone is like, oh, they, you know, the last few years they were able to pull themselves out of it. Yes, but the reason the Arrowhead Invitational is the Arrowhead Invitational is because the Bengals never have a better record than the Chiefs. And if you fall to 0-2 and you still have games... You know, another game against Baltimore, two against Pittsburgh. We'll see what Pittsburgh looks like. Obviously, week one, they look terrible. You play Kansas City, you play San Francisco, you play Buffalo. Yep. So, I I think this is a very important game for Cincinnati, and I think they're going to get it. Uh, we'll see if they are involved in my picks. Go ahead. No, nothing. Oh, it looked like you were licking your chops, getting ready. Maybe you're just getting thinking about the teaser. I'm very curious to see what the other legs of the teaser are because I've sniffed out that the Ravens are getting teased in this because they're dogs. You Am I wrong? Out anything. You didn't sniff okay, out anything. maybe I'm wrong. All right, maybe I'm wrong. Also, see if my McDonald's gets here. We'll do all that. Take a quick break. Come back. What's we'll right? Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back in episode 177. What's right with Nick Wright? We will get to our gambling picks for the week as Demonze and I try to have a winning week after faltering a bit in week two in week one here in just a moment. But let me remind you, this episode of What's Right with Nick Wright is brought to you by the McDonald's app. How many times you've been in that situation, you've had a really long day, you're really hungry, last thing you want to do is cook a meal or leave your house to go pick something up. I don't want to exaggerate. I go through that, you know, half dozen times, or a couple times a week, hundreds of times throughout my life. My saving grace is the McDelivery option in the McDonald's app. We're talking about getting McDonald's delivered right to your door. I ordered my breakfast earlier. It's already here. Jake handing it to me. Jake, thank you so much. The orange juice. Hold on. Let me let me grab my hash brown. Oh, it's hot. Perfect. Today. Got a favorite of mine in the morning, the burrito meal. Couple burritos, hash browns, and an orange juice. And now every time you order in the Mick in the Mick Mick delivery, pardon me, the McDonald's app, earns your points where it's free food. And let's be honest, there's basically nothing better than free food. So there's always a reason to order in the McDonald's in the McDonald's app. Download the McDonald's app today at participating McDonald's delivery prices may be higher than at restaurants, delivery and other fees may apply. Copyright. 2023 McDonald's. Demonze? 
Where's my McDonald's at? You were man? saying during the break. Yeah, I know. You wanted a McGriddle. This is what happens when you are in LA. I'm here in New York. It is delicious. Um, why don't you, while I eat my hash brown, I'll wait to eat the burritos. While I eat my hash brown, why don't you go over my picks from last week? Because I did not have a winning week. It wasn't a disaster, but wasn't a winning week. We can show it to you on the screen. We have the greens are winners, the reds are losers. Go ahead, tell tell America how I did. All right, so we went two and three overall. Season record right now is looking at two and three. Right moves, 0 and 1. And uh, our picks from last week would be, oh, am I not? No, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. All right, so it was Jags minus four and a half at Indy. That was a hit. We won that one. Green Bay plus one and a half at Chicago. Also, I mean, a winner by a mile. Never a doubt. And then we got New England plus four versus Philly. That unfortunately, I think that was the right side hit. of that bet. I got a two point that conversion right waved side. off due to a BS holding call. I like that pick. I think I was on the right side of that. Next, I don't think the losing side's ever the right side. We had Buffalo okay, minus two and a half at the Jets. That I can't believe I lost that bet. Aaron Rodgers goes down four plays in. Josh Allen just can't stop turning the ball over. <laughs> Serves me right for betting on Josh Allen. Disaster. And then lastly, we have the right move. We had Pittsburgh plus two and a half versus Buffalo. I mean, versus San versus Francisco. San Francisco. Sorry, guys. Worst bet I ever made in my life. And you know what? I'm making a, I'm making an executive decision here. No more right move. Wait. We're done with it. We're done with it. We're just five picks. I'm not picking one game more special than the others. I hate it. I'm not doing it anymore. Last year... I did great in the picks. Still had a losing record on the right move. I don't like it. What Another thing you should do is maybe listen to your son on the podcast every once in a while. Maybe just don't bet against Brock Purdy. Maybe. Oh, well. You do that. Wait till you see the picks this week, Chief. Okay. I mean, yeah, we'll see. God, I have hash brown all over me. Um, All right, so here's the deal. Five picks. We're two and three on the week. We'll get to DeMonte's teaser in a moment. What's the first one, Demonze? All right, so the first one, we've got Cincinnati minus three versus Baltimore. Yep. Love this. I love this spot for the reasons I just explained before. I I was not impressed by Baltimore's passing game in week one. The injuries are mounting for the Ravens. I don't have to lay more than three, so I'm just laying a field goal for Cincinnati. At home, they're better than Baltimore. I'm only laying three points. The Sharps agree with me. 44% of the tickets, but 72% of the money so far is on Cincinnati. Now, what's not good is Joe Burrow's 2-5 and five against the spread in weeks 1 and 2 in his career, and Harbaugh is 21-10 and 10 against the spread, pardon me, in his career, which is the best in the NFL. But I like Cincinnati in this spot. I think they get to 1-1. One and one. I think the, as bad as Cincinnati looked in Week 1, they're not going to look that bad again. And oddly, Cleveland has owned Joe Burrow in his career. Baltimore has not. I like Cincinnati in this spot. Yeah. Um, all right. Well. Next one. We can go to the next, next pick. Next, we've got Pittsburgh plus 2.5 versus Cleveland. All right. Here's the deal. Just because I Pittsburgh plus two and a half ruined me in week one does not believe I'm going to throw away everything that I saw 
in the preseason and in the offseason. And week two, far too often, there are overreactions. Stick with what you believed going into the year if you had a strong conviction. I had a strong conviction about the Steelers, and Cleveland has won in Pittsburgh once in the last 20 years. That's noteworthy. Uh, Kevin Stefanski, not a good coach. Mike Tomlin, an awesome coach. That's a good thing for me. Kevin Stefanski against the spread in the AFC North, 6-13. Tomlin, as we said last week, as a home dog, is one of the best bets in football. He's going to all of a sudden lose back-to-back games as a home dog? I don't buy it. Pittsburgh has won. I did not know this. Pittsburgh's won their last 20 home Monday night football games. That's insane. So Tomlin has never lost a home Monday night football game. Uh, And so for all those reasons, and because I did not think Deshaun Watson looked good at all in week one. And the Browns lost their right tackle, Jack Conklin, for the season. So they're going to have their rookie out there. All those reasons, I like Pittsburgh in this spot. Are you convinced, Demonze, that Pittsburgh stinks, or do you think that was more of an aberration game? Um, I'm not. I'm not totally sure if I'm convinced Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh stinks, but I am yep. not convinced on that bet. I wouldn't take them at plus two and a half versus Cleveland. Are, um, are, so you don't like either of my first two bets. You don't like Cincinnati uh, minus three or Pittsburgh plus two and a half. No, the Cincinnati one I, I like more than this one. Um, but okay. Well, I feel great. That's one. I feel even three. better. I'm glad we're on okay. the opposite side. I don't. I don't know if you got your finger on the pulse of the league just yet. I like the. I feel okay. like you're going more more heart than head. I like that we're on the I knew opposite you'd say side. That. Next. All right. Next, we uh, you're got gonna like New York. this one. I bet though. Yeah, we got Giants minus six at Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm laying a big number with a team that just got forty to nothing in Week One. I feel fine about it. The Cardinals are going to be terrible. That Giants defense has to be furious. It never really got a chance to get off the ground in Week One. Brian Dable mortified about what happened against the Cowboys. The Giants is not an exaggeration. The Giants' season is over if they lose this game. If you lose <laughs> 40 to nothing on national TV to start the year, and then you lose to a team everyone believes is tanking with Josh Dobbs playing quarterback, your season's over. So the Giants have to win this spot I'm laying less than a touchdown. Daniel Jones has to bounce back going going from being up against maybe the best defense in football to one of the five worst defenses in football. It's going to feel to them like they're playing a different sport entirely. Now, here's what's not good. This is a very square bet. 90% of the money is on the Giants as a road favorite. Also, I'm not getting a, a great number. It opened at 4.5. It's now 6 where I feel better about that is, as Demonze, you know, knows, five, five and a half, not exactly key numbers. So yes, I am, I am not getting great line value here, but it's not going across any of the key numbers. And Daniel Jones, 18 and five against the spread in his career, or after his last 23 straight up losses, I think the Giant, the Giants are going to be a very popular survivor pick uh, play. I like them to win. I like them to win something like 24 to 10. I like the Giants in this spot. Next, 
All right, next we got Tampa Bay minus two and a half versus Chicago. Yeah. All right, this is a square bet. I'm telling you that right now. Everyone likes the Bucks here. And I went back and forth on it. I think, and it was not reassuring, I'll be honest, when we saw that Baker, it, I thought it was good job by Baker deciphering the Viking signals, but a bat, but it it was not reassuring moving forward because if the only reason he had success was because he figured out what plays they were running, that's concerning. The flip side is this: the Bears might just be a disaster. They they and I don't know how much they're going to change course. After one week, they did not, I think they called one, one designed run for Justin Fields that entire game. You know, my pal Danny Parkins, who does afternoons on the score in Chicago, really laid into him fairly that they are trying to change the player Justin Fields is. DJ Moore, who was one of the big pieces they got in the trade for the number one pick, He only had two targets the entire game. They weren't letting uh, Justin Fields throw the ball down the field. So all these reasons, and Tampa is at home with a good defense, a healthy team, good weapons, feeling good, and I'm laying less than a field goal. I like the Bucs here. I uh, I also understand that this is going to be a very public bet, and I feel nervous about it, but um, but it is what it is. And now, uh, a play that DeMonze is going to think I'm absolutely insane on, and I think the line is actually even getting better. Give me the next one, DeMonze. All right, next one you got the Rams at plus seven. Rams plus seven and a half versus San Fran. And that eight line in the contest, is climbing. But you're now getting eight and a half. Eight, yeah. So here's the deal: divisional road favorites laying seven or more points, like San Francisco is, uh, early in the year, like this, week two in the last twenty years, zero and five against the spread. This is the reason that I. Th- there are a lot of reasons people are going to be on the Niners. Okay. People are going to be on the Niners because Shanahan traditionally has owned McVay. Uh, he's 10-6 and six against the spread against McVay. Uh, Brock Purdy, obviously, has been a covering machine. The Niners looked perfect in week one. I understand all of those things. The Rams, everyone thought they were dead on arrival this year. They looked really good against a Seattle team that I think is good. I think the Rams eventually might be dead on arrival, but right now they think we're alive. And I don't think at home they're going to get blown out by the Niners. I also think that we are, that it is going to be almost impossible for Brock Purdy to play as well as he did last week. Eight and a half is way too many points when the other team has the better quarterback, when the other team has uh, Aaron Donald that is looking 
and not like peak Aaron Donald, but damn good. I do not think the Rams are going to win. I don't even necessarily think this is going to be a game that's going to be in a lot of doubt in the second half. But 7.5 and and now 8.5 points is just too many points. I am taking the Rams plus 8.5 against San Francisco. Obviously, Demonze, you think San Francisco is going to win. Do you like this pick at all because of the points I'm getting? I do like the pick. Um, wow, I like it a lot. I like it a lot, wow. actually. Wow, uh, that is that is shocking to me. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I don't like it more than my picks, but yeah, I think. Oh, <laughs> the I, I I think that the uh, the Rams did play well last week, and I don't think that I think Brock Purdy is good, but I don't think that they're going to come out there and blow the Rams out. If if it were in San Francisco. I'd have like a totally different. It's a difference. Outlook well, and on it. the line it looks like they the was in San Francisco. Line would be like thirteen. Like it's just too many points for an early season road divisional game. The, so here are. The, go ahead. I'm sorry. The, the also the the one thing I don't like about this pick is you don't have the Chiefs in here, and they're going and they're playing the they're playing the Jags. They're coming back from being mm-hmm. embarrassed by beat getting beaten yep. by the Lions. I feel like you of all people would hammer the Chiefs in this in this scenario. So here's the thing. If you were going to bet the Chiefs, you needed to do it earlier in the week. The Chiefs were minus two. They're now minus three and a half. That is a huge point and a half difference. The fact that it crossed over the three, and now if the Chiefs win, if the Chiefs are up 10, like the playoff game was, they're up 10, and then the Jags, I think the the playoff game, maybe the Jags got a late field goal, doesn't matter. But the backdoor cover is just so alive when you're laying three and a half, and it would just be such a square bet where you could have gotten the Chiefs at minus two or two and a half. And now to lay the three and a half, I just can't do it. And so that's why. At two and a half, I would. In fact, in one of my season-long picks contests where the lines lock like Wednesday night, they were two and a half, and I did include them. But at three and a half, I'm not doing it. So that's the reasoning there. Now to the the recap quickly of our picks before we get to DeMonte's teaser. I've got... Cincinnati minus three, the Giants minus six, Pittsburgh plus two and a half, Tampa minus two and a half, and the Rams plus eight and a half against San Francisco. Last week I went two and three, so I'm down 1.3 units. Now, DeMonze last week in his teaser, we can show it to you, DeMonze's teaser, and talk. we'll talk through it for a moment. Tampa mm-hmm. plus 12, didn't even need it. Yeah. Vegas yeah. plus 10. Didn't even need it. Cincinnati plus three and a half needed, instead of a six-point teaser, needed to do a 60-point teaser. And I am, listen, I am not, I, 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 I'm not doing anything other than trying to be helpful. The reason you got from my grade on this a B- minus was because I told you the Cincinnati leg, you were not getting adequate value 
So, and then the Cincinnati leg, you end up losing on. So let's. I don't know what your teaser is this week. I'm going to let you take it from here. I believe in you. I think you're going to learn your lesson, and I think it's going to be a great one. Go ahead. It really helped. Uh, yes. I, I, I was honestly weary about it the entire time. But let's get okay. on to this week's teaser. Yeah. We got Rams plus seven and a half to 14 and a half. It's a, seven, it's a three okay. team, uh, seven point. Three team seven point teaser, by the way. Rams plus seven okay, and a half so to fourteen plus and a half. Right. Yep. And then we got Ravens plus three to plus ten. And then yep. we got Jags plus three and a half to plus ten and a half. That's the teaser, right there, fellas, ladies and gentlemen. Demonze, that's an A. Right. That is a good teaser. teaser. That is a great <laughs> teaser. Um, some people, I'm sure would be teasing the Rams-Niners game in the other direction, meaning teasing right. the Niners from 7.5 down to a pick em or from 8.5 to right. uh, plus 1.5. I like your side of it more. You got the Jags at a good number. You got Baltimore across key numbers. I, I, here's, here's the only question I have. Have you officially placed that yet? Or are you waiting till later, either today or tomorrow, to place it? So the Rams number, I think, has changed. Is what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, from yes. Yeah, so you would get it at you would get the Rams at fifteen and a half. And here's the other thing: you might Baltimore in some shot like right now. Baltimore plus three is even money, and Cincinnati minus three is minus one twenty, which means that one might move. To three and a half, which then would mm-hmm. give you plus ten and a half. So that so my the point I'm making is if you're gonna someone out there, you're locked in on this. Except we can change the Rams to fifteen and a half. You're locked in on this for our show's purposes. But if someone wants to trail Demonze's teaser, maybe wait a beat and see if you can get Baltimore at plus three and a half. So then it goes across the ten to plus ten and a half. But Demonze. As far as process, you're getting, you have two home teams catching 15.5 and and 10.5, and and then a divisional game against a team that doesn't start the season great getting 10 points. I think that's a pretty sharp bet. I think that's an A level teaser. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I felt really good. And honestly, the, the, I used Cincinnati, the the teaser that I failed on last week, obviously used that. But Andrew Ortiz says, mm-hmm. those are such great teasers. I'm going to use the McDonald's app to treat myself to a good breakfast. Because he knows <laughs> oh, that he's going to get some money that. off of my teaser. Thank you, yep. Andrew Ortiz. That <sighs> is very smart. Um, All right, listen. Time now for the offer. And Demonze, we're doing this a little bit differently, evidently. Yes, we are doing it a, very, a little bit differently. Uh, so we've got a special offer for you this week. And uh, yeah. do, would you like to go to the casino? Let me let me ask you that question. The answer first. to that's uh, always yes. Hyp- hypothetical. Okay. All right. Sweet. So if you accept this offer, you'll trigger a gambling mini game. Do you accept? It sounds like you do. The answer is yes. Um, yep. So we're gonna we're gonna go to the casino, and our game of choice today is uh, the slot machine. The slot machine okay. will give you uh, the parameters for a bet you need to make. The categories are bet type, division, and wild card. Okay, um, let's do it. So, so let's throw up the first slot machine. 
And we'll see. Okay, this is great. This is really well done by the blue duck folks. All right, I'm pulling the lever. Go ahead. Come on. All right, a money line NFC East parlay. All right, so a money line NFC East parlay. All right, so Vikings, Eagles, I'm not including in this. I got to see. So the Giants on the money line, and then it would be Commanders, Broncos, Oh, well, this is an easy one. I don't think it's going to pay all that well, but I'll find out right now. My money line parlay for the NFC East would be a Giants-Cowboys money line parlay, which honestly is going to sound so good you might have to bet it. The Giants to beat the Cardinals and the Cowboys to beat the Jets, that's only minus 140. I might actually make that bet. I like it. All right, looks like we have more, but that my money line parlay is the Giants to win outright and the Cowboys to win outright at minus one forty. Do we have more from the casino? Um, I think we. I, I think we're doing three of these. All right, next. Let me go ahead and the. Yeah, there we go. All right, I'm pulling the lever. Bink. Let's see what we land on against the spread. AFC West alternate line. Oh, now we're really being exotic here. But okay, let me see what we can get. AFC West. So my options are the Raiders against the Bills. God. Chiefs money line, perhaps? Well, the... Oh, this guy's scared. No, I'm trying to figure out the right bet. I'm doing this on the fly. The Bronco... So can I I think I can and the Chargers are so the Broncos are playing Washington. The Chargers are playing the Vikings. And you know what? I'm not doing this one. The, there's no. there's no combos that I want to make. There's and if I were to make them it would have to be too too um convoluted. What I think I would do. All right. Well, you know what? I don't want to actually not do it. Let me just try to put one together very quickly for you here. So we would do uh, buy sell points. So we would take the Bills down to from minus eight and a half. Their alternate line of the Bills minus two and a half. So let me. That's minus three thirty. We then are going to take the Chiefs from minus three and a half to. Also minus two and a half where they once were. So let me give it to you real quick. Again, this is a cowardly bet, but this is you know we're we're doing the slot machine. The Chiefs back to where they were at minus two and a half, <laughs> and then we will last one on there. We're gonna fade the Broncos, so we will take Washington instead of plus three and a half. We'll take Washington on the money line. So it's the Bills minus two and a half against the Raiders, the Chiefs minus two and a half against the Jags, and Washington to beat the Broncos outright. It's plus 460. That's the one I created. So that's an AFC West because all those games involve the AFC West, obviously. All right, last one, please. All right, so we will we will pull the we will pull the slot machine. And let's see. Prop AFC South long shot. Jesus. 
Guys, we, we might have to go back into the lab on this slot machine thing. And by back in the lab, I mean I need to uh, pay more diligent attention to our pre-show prep where they did, I now realize, give me all of these beforehand and I could have crafted them, but I didn't do it. So that's on me, not on the producers. My apologies. Um, an AFC South prop bet, that's a long shot. All right, so we're not going to do anything with the Jags. We're not going to do... What are the... T- the, who do the Texans? The, te- the Oh, a Texans-Colts bet? Okay. All right, so then this is what we're going to do. Touchdown scorer props. Where is first TD? First touchdown scorer. That's what I want. Not any time. First touchdown scorer, Anthony Richardson, 9-1. to one. I knew it. I actually I like it. that bet. Anthony Richardson too. running it in, 9-1, to one, first touchdown scorer props. Let's go ahead and do that. We don't even need to worry about anything else. All right, guys, I'm going to be honest. The slot machine was an excellent idea that I did not execute properly because I did not (laughs) put these bets in beforehand. That's my apologies. I got distracted with Dan Patrick's show. I was a guest on it right before our show started today. So I'll take the L on that. We can do this again next week. I'll do a better job on it. Take a quick break, Demonze. Come back, answer some of your chat questions. What's right? Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, welcome back in. What's right with Nick Wright, episode 177. Let's get to a few listener questions real quick, Demonte. This is a really good question. We got Christian Lazo okay. here. Lazo. Uh, he asked, yeah. how different would your opinion of Brock be if he did exactly what he's done except he was drafted number one overall? Great question. Massively. Yeah, massively. Be massively different. Because it would mean he likely had way more talent, was way better in college, had a better pedigree, probably was taller, probably was stronger, probably had more reasons to believe in. Like, that's not a controversial thing. Like, this is a... Guys, who can you find great players late in the draft? Yes. Can guys drafted early bust? Yes. But are you more likely... To have be a guy who's been awesome at every level than be awesome in the NFL? Of course. So, yeah, I would think differently about him. And by if, if the team that now loves him so much hadn't passed on him three times in the sixth round, the Niners are like, oh, we've always loved Brock, really? Because you had three picks in the 200s, and none of them did you deem was Brock Purdy worthy of. Next. <laughs> All right, Ethan2060 asks, if Zach Wilson looks good, will that be redemption for Nat Hackett? That'd be, yes, yes but mo- 100%. Yes, it would, but more likely that you're, the Jets are about to realize the problem with basing your offensive coordinator decision higher on who your new quarterback is buddies with. Like, they, I mean, they, they hired <laughs> Nat Hackett because Rodgers loves him, and now Rodgers is gone. All right, next. All right, Ab- Abish- Abishek. Abishek Rana asked, 
Can you please still do the right move every week so I can bet on the opposite side? All right, that's abuse. That's uncalled for. I don't appreciate that. I had a winning year last year. The right move was was bad vibes, so I killed it. I cannot do that, Abhishek Rana, and I don't appreciate that. All right, um, we got to go. I got to go to TV, and then I have to go to the airport, and then I have to drop my daughter off at college, and then I have to not cry. All right, I will talk to you guys by, on TV today at 3, off tomorrow, back on TV Monday, and then obviously podcast on Tuesday. DeMonte, great job today, pal. Uh, we'll see Thanks you guys so. next week.